being in the company of women is filling my heart. This is Heart of the Story, and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps women develop and publish their memoirs and essays. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to figure out what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share stories and tips of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. Hi, friends. Greetings from Door County, Wisconsin. We just got done leading my women's writing and wellness retreat here, and it was absolutely delightful. This group of women was so incredible. They came from all over the U.S., and we got together at this beautiful lake house right on Lake Michigan in Sister Bay, Wisconsin, and it was just like everything was in full bloom. The wildflowers were purple and white. The lilacs were just so fragrant. The trees were so lush and leafy. And the weather was gorgeous. And it was just so incredible to be surrounded by this beautiful nature as the backdrop to the women really tending to their creativity and self-care, making time for the writing and making time for their wellness. So to witness them doing all of these beautiful practices like journaling and meditating and yoga nidra and noticing walks in nature and really soaking in the elements and then writing and workshopping and revising and polishing and reading their work out loud and bonding with each other and laughing. It was just so fulfilling to witness because Retreats have had such a big impact on me as a participant that every time I lead a retreat, I want it to be like that for the women. And when I got the feedback from them saying that it was life-changing, that it was the first time many of them had really been taken care of like that ever, that just really warmed my heart. Every time that my chef husband, Jamie, would serve dinner to the women, they loved it because they felt like they were on an episode in like of the Food Network or something where he would say, and tonight we have for you. And he would talk about all the locally sourced ingredients that he used and the inspiration behind the meals. And they just seemed so excited to be served and then to have someone clean up after them. They didn't have to lift a finger and it felt odd to some of them they wanted to actually clean up the dishes (laughs) because they just couldn't get used to at first being taken care of in that way and then really quickly they realized how wonderful it was (laughs) and then they got really used to it and that's what I want with these retreats is for women to have their creativity and self-care as top priority. So it was just wonderful to see that these women started off as strangers, left as sisters, and really had these practices ingrained in them for how to prioritize their writing and their wellness when they went back home. 
So if you are interested in having a magical retreat experience, I am leading my next retreat at Omega Institute in August, August 20th through 25th. It's called Come Home to Your Heart, and it's all based on my book, Come Home to Your Heart, which is guided journal. And so the entire retreat will be about journaling and meditation. So I hope to see you there. You can find out more information on Omega Institute's website, and I'll put the link in the show notes. So today is all about my favorite things. So whenever I switch into summer mode, I really think about what to read, what to watch, what to listen to, especially as some of us go on road trips and maybe have a little bit more time to dedicate to these different fun forms of entertainment. It's like, what's out there? What are people reading and watching and listening to? I always love knowing this. And so I wanted to share with you my favorite things currently. So I'm going to share the books, the podcasts, the TV shows, the music, the newsletters, things like that, that are just bringing pure delight to my life, especially because we made a very long road trip from Florida all the way up to the Midwest that took multiple days. <laughs> so I had a lot of time to listen to things as I drove along. Let's start with books. Hands down, my favorite book of this season is You Could Make This Place Beautiful by Maggie Smith. She is a poet at heart and it comes through on the page and the way that she talks about a major shift in her life and the highs and lows that she experienced along the way. It was just riveting and so human that even if you haven't gone through a separation and divorce as she has, you can identify with just what it's like to have your world shifted and then try to still find beauty in the midst of heartache. I have read and reread that book multiple times already and I just got it a few weeks ago. You Could Make This Place Beautiful by Maggie Smith. Another good read is It Goes So Fast by Mary Louise Kelly. This is for people who are feeling like the time clock is just slipping by so quickly, especially for parents. And Mary writes about being a parent and always saying like, oh, okay, I'll catch the next game and things like that. She's an NPR host and because she has a major job as a journalist, she often has to miss her kids' games. And she would say, okay, I'll, I'll catch the next one. And then suddenly her oldest son was in his last year of high school. And it was like, oh, well, this is it. This is my last chance to make those games, to have the quality time. And reading her book really is a great reminder of how quickly it goes by and how much we can try to really relish in the quality time right now. So It Goes So Fast by Mary Louise Kelly. 
One more book that I have just been loving is called One Long River of Song by the late Brian Doyle. Brian Doyle, for many years, wrote these really tiny, beautiful stories that captured the hearts of his readers because of their human truth. After his unexpected illness and passing a few years ago, his friends decided to put together an anthology of his best work. And when I read Brian Doyle, I think I aim to write like that. He is the kind of writer I want to be. He looks at a moment in time, an ordinary moment, and he sees the wonder and beauty and magic and meaning in it. Reading his work is like looking deep into the crevices of his heart. You see what matters to him. You see what moves him. You see how all around us are these ordinary extraordinary delights that we are just swimming in every day if only we took the moment to pay attention to them and honor them. So One Long River of Song by Brian Doyle. A couple other just quick notes is a few months back I read The Urgent Life by Bazoma St. John and it was just like one of those urging do what you want to do right now kind of books like it just woke me up and catapulted me out of my seat to really grasp on to time and go I'm going to live now the urgent life and lastly a book that I listened to on the ride up from Florida to the Midwest because I'm really thinking about this with having a 10 year old is called how to raise an adult and it is by Julie Lithcott Hames. She worked at Stanford and she would see all these young adults come in and many of them were ill prepared for college life and she as a parent started thinking about what do we need to do for our kids to really grow them into the kind of adults who can go out on their own and thrive and not be completely unprepared for the real world and that was so eye-opening because so many of us love our kids but also hover and coddle (laughs) guilty as charged and it was a real awakening to think about building independence into my son's life how to raise an adult by julie lithcott hames okay What am I listening to? I have said this podcast again and again, and I will continue to sing it from the mountaintops. It is We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle, Abby Wambach, and Glennon Doyle's sister, Amanda. The three of them together are just a true joy. If you see me driving by in my car laughing out loud, I'm listening to We Can Do Hard Things. Or if I'm nodding like, yep, 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 it's because I'm listening to them because they're so human. And some of my favorite recent podcast episodes that they've had are Following the Wisdom of Your Body with Dr. Hilary McBride, who specializes in embodiment. If you just want your nervous system to relax, listen to that episode because Hilary's voice is so calming. She's a therapist. Um, Her PhD work was around embodiment and 
I am so in on this, really thinking about how we can be in our bodies and not just be floating balloon heads. Another one that is a recent one is about building a daily delights habit. This was inspired by their talk with author Ross Gay, who wrote the Book of Delights. And then the subsequent episode is where Glennon and Abby and Amanda started a daily delights practice about how we can just relish in the ordinary delights of our days. And it really made me look at the world in wonder. If you're noticing a pattern here, I've been thinking so much about the small, ordinary moments that are actually really huge. Because when I look back at my journal, it is not the big moments that move me or teach me. They're often the tiny little moments that bring the greatest gratitude and knowledge to my life. Another podcast is For the Love with Jen Hatmaker, whom I had the great joy of meeting when I attended a conference in Tennessee in April. I got to meet Jen in person. She is as funny and just human as she is on the air. And so her podcast is amazing. I've been listening for years, but one in particular that struck me was a recent episode called The Emotional Lives of Teenagers. And this is with Dr. Lisa Demure. And because Gio, my son, is 10, I am suddenly in this space where my boy is almost as tall as I am, and I'm feeling that we are in the midst of a transition. I know that soon he is going to want to be around his friends more than he wants to be around Jamie and I, and I know that soon things are going to change with his emotions and moods and hormones and everything else. And this was reiterated by Lisa, who talked about adolescence is actually from ages 11 through 18. (laughs) And I was like, oh, 11? Okay. So it was so informative about what adolescents go through in terms of hormonal shifts and how we can help them deal. And one of the best analogies she gave was this. She said that teenagers and adolescents, it's like they're in a big swimming pool and we are the pool with the border around it, the walls around it, and the water is the world. And the adolescents are swimming and thrashing in the water. And then suddenly they feel like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And they feel overwhelmed. And so they swim over to the wall, which is us. And they cling for a second and they go, oh, thank goodness I'm safe. And we love this moment because we think, oh, you're back. You're cuddly. You want to be around me. And then they're like, oh, I'm good. I wasn't thrashing. I'm safe. I can go back out. And then they kick off on the wall and then they're back out in the world. And here we are going, wait, no, come back, come back. But really, they just think of us as their safety that they can keep coming back to. And that helps put things into perspective that 
it's part of their independence that they need to keep going back out into the water and that we continue to be the wall that they can come back to for safety and familiarity and structure and support. So that was a really helpful analogy that she made that I'm trying to keep in my heart as Geo continues to grow and become more independent. And then another podcast that I absolutely love is called Everything Happens, and it is with Kate Bowler. She recently interviewed Kwame Alexander. His podcast episode was called To Be Loved Like That. And just thinking about how we love and how we are loved and have been loved, it was incredible. And I love Kate Bowler because so much has gone on in her life and yet she still sees the beauty in everything. I love all of her episodes, but especially that one. I have also loved talking to amazing people on part of the story. Yes, shameless plug, because listeners, if you've missed it, we've had some major, major guests on lately, including book business guru Jane Friedman, best-selling author Linda Sievertson, Allison K. Williams. These writers are powerhouses and they've been giving incredible advice and so I have deeply enjoyed as a human my conversations with them so I'm delighted that you get to listen in through the heart of the story podcast in terms of tv what am I watching I'm not a huge TV person. Jamie, my husband, makes a little fun of this because movies and TV shows are his love language, books are mine. And so trying to figure out what to watch on a Friday night can be <laughs> quite the indecisive situation in our household because I can watch like three things because they need to be like uplifting or very human. I have a very small allowance of what I can and will watch. I can't watch anything true crime. I can't watch anything gruesome. I can't watch things that are too far-fetched. It's a very, very tiny window of what I can watch. So I binged watched the Tiny Beautiful Things series. It comes from Cheryl Strayed's book, Tiny Beautiful Things, was adapted for TV and was like maybe an eight-episode series. I just, on a rainy day about a month ago, like just watched all of the episodes. <laughs> it's so good. While it's very raw and deep and deals with some really hard things, it is so human. And it's really hard to match the writing of a book into a TV show. So the fact that they were able to translate, I think it comes from the fact that Cheryl was herself in the writer's room for this. Oh my goodness. And the acting was just so well done. Tiny, beautiful things. Watch it. The other thing that I really got into is called The Last Thing He Told Me, another book adapted for TV, and it stars Jennifer Gardner, and it was airing every Friday night, and that was my Friday night watch for the last couple of months because it was so 
suspenseful. Also, it's filmed in the boathouse community just outside of San Francisco, and it's really, really cool to just see that boathouse community, um, especially because I got to see it in real life when I led my California retreat in April. I made a stop on the way back to the airport to visit that boathouse community, so it was really, really cool to see where it was filmed. And the last thing is something I've been watching for years now, which is called, it's a YouTube channel and it's called Keep Your Daydream. And it's about a family that has been on the road full time, almost full time for gosh, seven years or more now. And it's been a delight to see them raise their three kids on the road and their kids are now Uh, Two of them are already out of the nest. One of them is flying the nest this fall. And we just love seeing their travel adventures, where they go and what they recommend. And they're funny. And it really inspires and activates the wanderlust in us. And they're actually the family who inspired us two years ago to take our three-month road trip in an Airstream camper. And even though we sold the camper, we still travel quite often and we love going to new places and exploring the world. And so it really is motivating to see every Sunday they post a short video of their recent travels. So we love watching them. Okay, let me do two more categories. Newsletters. I love getting people's newsletters and Substack has become a very popular place where people are doing their newsletters out of and the newsletters just come right to your email and three authors that I love who have been putting great newsletters out in the world. One is Sarah Blondin. She is an incredible meditator. I've been listening to her meditations for years on her podcast called Live Awake. She's also on Insight Timer, but then she's doing her own stuff via Substack. And I'm a member, and so you pay a few dollars every month. And she sends not only inspirational writings, but then a couple times a month you get meditations, audio meditations. And I love them. They are my favorite meditations. Sarah Blondin. Then Shauna Nequist is one of my all-time most favorite authors. And she writes about food and gathering and family. And I love her book so much. And so when she came out with her regular newsletter on Substack recently, I signed right up. Even though I am not a cook myself, I am a foodie. I love trying new foods, so I just love her love for food. (laughs) It's like I love reading about her love for food. I also love reading about her adventures in New York City because her family relocated from Illinois to New York City a few years ago. And given that my family and I have relocated from the East Coast to Illinois and then from Illinois to Florida, it's so interesting comparing notes, you know, leaving Uh, one kind of life and moving to city life and then for us leaving city life and going to beach life I just love hearing about other people's relocation stories especially when you relocate with a family so Shauna Nequist read her newsletters and then finally Emily McDowell 
Love her, love her, love her. She owned a greeting card company called M and Friends that gave these like truthful, honest greeting card messages. And then she sold the company. And then she has been navigating this space of what now and what next. And she is so honest and human. And I like seeing people as they navigate transitions and talk about it honestly without sugarcoating what can be hard and what can be uncertain and she is really truthful and I love that about her so she just recently transitioned to Substack Emily McDowell any of their websites you can go on to and then find their newsletters but I'll put the links in the show notes and then finally music what am I listening to Music is so interesting to me because it is so vital and often I forget about its healing powers. I think because I am someone who really cherishes quiet and I get sensory overloaded. It's it's a real thing. Like when I have too much visual stimulation, especially unnatural visual stimulation, like put me on a highway with a bunch of billboards. I'm just like, Whoa. or put me in a room with too much noise and too much to look at. And I, I just cannot process it all. And I need quiet and I need to look at nature. And so sometimes I forget to turn on music, which is so interesting because I love that every night when Jamie is cooking, he plays music and he typically plays The Bridge, which is a station on Sirius XM. And they're all like these songs from the 70s that he grew up with. And I love it because he'll whistle and it just sets this like really peaceful, upbeat mood in our house as he cooks dinner. And I love that he's exposing Geo to like a whole different generation of music. And so I love listening to what Jamie listens to with his 70s songs. But then when I'm by myself or in my car, what do I listen to? Well, I have a few different kinds of moods. So when I want to journal and do meditative movements and practices, I listen to a group called the Beautiful Chorus. Beautiful Chorus is incredible. Their sound is just like they go right to your soul. And it's so beautiful to have in the background. So Beautiful Chorus is my go-to for journaling and meditating. Uh, to have music in the background. Then when I want to feel empowered, I have been listening to Adele's 30 album, like on repeat, on repeat. Her song, Oh My God, is like such a fun, like get in your body, get in a groove kind of song. I listen to it on repeat at the end of my drive from Florida to Illinois. For like the last hour of the ride, I shut off my audiobook and I just like listened to that song on repeat because it's like um, one of the verses is about just wanting to have fun. And I feel that sometimes with all the adult responsibilities, I forget that fun is my birthright. Being in my body, having joy is my birthright. Feeling pleasure is my birthright. And her song, Oh My God, is a reminder of that. Then anytime I want to dance, I'll put on a little Michael Franti and 
that's something that Gio and I can dance to and be really just playful. That's like kitchen dancing music after dinner. You're just like dancing around and having fun. When I want to feel empowered and especially when I'm leading a women's retreat and I want to have some dancing music for the women, you know I'm putting on some T-Swift and some Sia and some Beyonce we're going to have all the female powerhouses for sure. Rihanna as well. If you want a really powerful slow song, Lift Me Up by Rihanna is just chillingly beautiful. And then lastly, when I'm with my girlfriends, I had a, a party in Florida that was so fun. A girls gathering, a Cinco de Mayo gathering, complete with a pinata and fun little glasses that we wore and and party favors. And it was just so fun. I had 90s music, 90s hip hop and R&B on for the entire time. Like think Mariah Carey and TLC and Genuine. Yeah, all of that 90s hip-hop R&B that I grew up with that was a really fun playlist to have in the background and and that's what else I'm loving these days is gathering again with women so in addition to music and books and podcasts and newsletters being in the company of women is filling my heart I have to remember again and again to be the inviter rather than to wait to be invited. And it's making all the difference. So when I hosted my Cinco de Mayo party for my Florida girlfriends who have quickly become really close friends, that was just so fun. We all were in our comfy clothes and we were sitting around and playing games and doing the pinata thing and it was just like being in college again it was delightful and then leading the retreat in Door County being in the company of women and then before that I was in Evanston at a book gathering with my writer workout members it was just like gathering with women fills my soul Okay, so those are my recommendations. I hope that that will give you some food for thought for summertime reading, watching, listening to. I want to know yours. Tell me via Instagram or email what are your summertime reads, books, TV shows, movies, newsletters, music. What are you consuming these days? I want to know. You can tag me on Instagram at Nadine Kenny Johnstone. Let me know. I want to gather up a list. One thing that I forget to mention, friends, is that subscribing to this podcast really puts this podcast in the eyeballs of other people who might like something like this. So when you subscribe, you're not only going to get my podcast in your feed every week, but it tells other people that this podcast might be something they're interested in too. So the way to do that is to click the follow or subscribe button, or sometimes it's even just a star or a plus sign. And that's the way that this will come into your feed. Every time you go into that app, you'll see when new episodes are, so you never miss an episode. And it tells the world that this podcast is important. I'd greatly appreciate it, as well as leaving a five-star review. That would mean the world to me. Thank you, Michelle Rado. She has a beautiful podcast called Daring to Tell. You should put that on your list. 
incredible episodes with amazing authors where they read their work out loud and then talk about it. It's so good. Remember everyone, every heart has a story and every story has a heart. See you next week. Thank you.